Hey everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Bloody Angola, a podcast 142 years in the making. The complete story of America's bloodiest prison. I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And last meals, Woody Overton, are on our mind today. I've always just been totally fascinated by the condemned and what they asked for for the last meals. That's a big decision. I mean, people don't really think about it, but this is the last meal you'll ever eat. And I'm sure these death row inmates are, you know, are like all of us would be like, what, what is my, you know, people ask you all the time, what is your favorite food? And right. sometimes people can't decide on that. Right. And then I know Angola, uh, back in my time and during corrections, they actually had an inmate that all he did was prepare the last meals. Yeah. For the condemned. And I'm sure considered it like quite an honor. I think he, they even did a cookbook of it. I, I'm going to have to look that up. I have to do an episode on that cookbook. We might have to do a cookbook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the light, bloody Angola light look. And I guarantee you some people going to message us down yeah, and say, yeah. I'm a buyer. Hey. I want a cookbook. We, we told y'all it would always be different. And to, uh, today we're not going to talk about Angola. We're going to talk about some really fascinating last meals from across the country. Yeah. And last meals of uh, death row inmates have been around a long time. Actually, they date back to the 20s in the United States, but in the UK, Europe, uh, they were prevalent even in the 1800s. Yeah, but they were killing a lot more people back then. <laughs> yeah. All, off with your head and shit, right? Yeah. I, should, I don't I know how the, many people actually I got think to the side. The was, uh, in the public executions in England and shit were what, like used until the early uh, 20th century. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. And, uh, you know, last meals of any sort, whether it's uh, and we're going to stick to the United States here. So especially in the United States, when they were first invented or became in vogue or whatever, they were looked at as an act of mercy on the prisoners, kind of humanize it, humanize them in the eyes of the general public. So we're going to feed you one more. Yeah, pizza for the kid. Yeah, he likes pizza, and I like pizza. We yeah. got something in common, you know that kind of thing. I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, so it has become in vogue since the 20s, and uh, 
usually there's a certain time period in which these inmates uh, have, you know, it's not necessarily their last meal. They might, it might be two days earlier that they get that special meal. Yeah. In Louisiana, it is on on the day of the execution, but it, it varies by state to state. Is every inmate entitled to a last meal? Nope. They're not. Uh, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it varies from state to state, including some states like, mm, you you don't get your request for a last meal. Not, no last meal at all. I mean, you usually eat whatever they got. But Texas was the first state to introduce last meals to death row inmates in 1924. It was quickly shared among other states. And after the death row inmates, Lawrence R. Brewer's extravagant, large, and expensive last meal that he did not eat, Texas said, we're not doing this shit anymore. Yeah. But this dude didn't even eat. I was like his last FU to the state of Texas. He spent that money on me, and I'm not even going to eat it. In Arizona, state procedures on executions state that an inmate can request a last meal by completing a form 14 days before their execution. So they can't wait till the last minute. They got to give them at least two weeks' notice, just like when you're hired and fired from a job. I guess see that wouldn't be unreasonable to think that uh, if you've been on death row probably for 20 years, you probably already know what you want. Yeah. Throw it out ahead of time. We're, we're, we're the state, right? We got red tape. Give us a form, son. That's right. And, you know, Florida, which uh, just another reason for me to like Florida, uh, <laughs> other than the sunshine and the sand and all that sort of thing. And, there, you know, is Florida believes in local. <laughs> and so when you have a last meal, yeah. it's got to be local. And it's a $40 budget. Yeah. Hey, it, it could be local, but you better not order a, a grass fed. Yeah, if you order a T bone, you yeah, ain't getting a potato. I, I, yeah. You get one of bucks. So that's interesting. And now in Louisiana, right here at home, uh the warden will join you. Yes. And and Burl Kane was very instrumental in that. Um and I think he tried to show compassion to the inmates and, and you know, that uh the state's really not their enemy. We're going to sit down. And actually, Warren came would eat the meals with them. Whatever they, he would sit down and break bread with them right before he killed them. Yeah. <laughs> Seems kind of bizarre, doesn't it? But I'll yeah. tell you what, it's it's uh, it's a show of respect, I think, more than anything yeah. else. And, right. and, uh, and so the warden, Warden Kane actually started that program at Angola yeah, and I mean, continues remember, today. Remember, the Department of Corrections job is not to punish the inmates, uh, you don't beat them every day for the murders they committed or whatever. You're simply to house them and stop them from hurt, escaping, hurting other people. So that even though you're going to kill them in a couple hours, you can sit down and, and with their family members, uh, uh, usually and break bread with them. Yeah. Right. And you know, if you thought $40 was, wow, how can I make that stretch? And I know what y'all are doing right now. You're sitting there and you're thinking for $40, could I get my favorite last meal? Right. Well, guess what? Be glad you don't live in Oklahoma. If you're not an Oklahoma listener right now, cause in Oklahoma, you only get 25 bucks. Yeah. They said that's a reasonable effort shall be made to accommodate the request, but the budget shall not be exceeded. Crazy. And you can't get a happy meal for but in, but buck, hey, but for twenty five bucks, yeah, right? And, but in Maryland, they don't even offer a final meal selection. They say mm-hmm. the death row inmate will eat the same as any other inmate in the prison. That's right. And uh, states that maybe don't have the amount, you know, I think of Vermont right off the top of my head, don't have the amount of executions. 
uh they'll they'll let you go a little bit more crazy they'll give you more personal choices uh of meal and things like that and that's just because their budget is allowing you know it allows for that they don't put a whole lot of people to death maybe they're just a small state like a vermont right well you know it's typically assumed that inmates sentenced to death can ask for anything they want for the last meal but it does like we told you all vary from state to states and some states have budgets and some have rules on locations of where the meals can come from like florida being local but some states don't allow last meals at all yeah and not only that no state this is going to surprise y'all no state allows cigarettes that's crazy back in the day that was you know cigarettes were everything in a prison uh but according to the Department of Corrections, no states allow cigarettes. But and under an order by former Texas Governor George W. Bush, who would become the president later on, cigarettes were banned for health reasons. <laughs> <laughs> we don't let we're you have that. Yeah, we don't want to let you have that That's last crazy. cigarette before you let you ride a little sparky, right? That's actually pretty good. Now, in 1997, there was an inmate by the name of Larry Wayne White. He requested a meal of liver, fried onions, tomatoes, cottage cheese, and a cigarette. He got everything but his final smoke. How about that? You know what? I don't know. I don't know if I'm picking liver as my last meal number one. Cottage cheese, livers, fried onions, maybe. But, 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 yeah, I probably would like to have that cigarette, but he didn't get it. Now, you may wonder, well, they can't smoke, but can they drink? Actually, alcohol is not allowed. But it's frequently requested. And in the earlier years, alcohol was allowed, and it sometimes still is, but it it depends on who it is and, and where it's being requested. Now, they've even had inmates, and I, you know, uh, I could see some out this there doing funny, it. Yeah. They they have actually requested Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon. Right. One yeah. one death room had actually requested that they denied him. Yeah, denied. Yeah, the, uh, you, you ain't getting you, no you, you pink champagne. You MD twenty twenty, baby. But, <laughs> you know, but unorthodox or unavailable requests are replaced with similar substitutes, and it was not unusual for an inmate's final choices to reveal something about them and that's what i find so interesting about that this and we're going to get into specific inmates and what they requested and that kind of it does it kind of reveals something about uh the inmate that you may pick up on by what they request for the last meal now some decline a last meal in order to basically uh demonstrate contempt for the prison authorities you know you're not gonna you're not i'm not gonna give you the pleasure of giving me a last meal or you know uh they just so daggum scared of going to the electric chair or getting uh getting a dose of the of the good old shot that they are unable to eat stomach's just in knots right they're not hungry they're about to get they're about to get the chair or get the the needle, yeah. one of the two. Little, they might have a little upset tummy um, from nervousness, right? Yeah. But, you know, but some inmates ordered things they had never tried before out of curiosity. And, of course, some ordered their favorite foods to remind them of happier times. Like yeah. The old Eddie Murphy thing. The other kids had McDonald's in the neighborhood. But <laughs> Ice cream. Mama's, oh, yeah. Mama's soggy burger. Yeah. She feel the <laughs> 
Wasn't nothing but dough. Yeah, but you know what? Dough and a piece of Later on in years of life, he'd love to have that soggy burger, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Or a piece of government cheese. Maybe you had a memory you were at a circus or something and you wanted cotton candy as your last meal because you remember eating that when you were a kid at the circus. Who knows? But there are still 27 states that continue to authorize capital punishment. Well, y'all are that being a death penalty. And the top. 10 last meal requests in these 27 states. Now, I don't know who's keeping these stats, y'all, but somebody did it. The One of them is KFC. Kentucky, number one. The number, number one, one is KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken. That don't surprise me. Yeah, I mean. They, they, you know. Woody Everton told me his favorite meal at Angola was the fried chicken. Yeah, but I like that better than I like KFC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me some Popeyes. Yeah, man. I'm telling KFC you. KFC took fried chicken. You know what? That may have been all the parents could afford to feed them when, when they were a kid. Uh, the colonel, right? The That's right. white bucket. That's right. Um, and pie is number two. I, I, Don't surprise me. It doesn't specify whether it was pumpkin or right. whatever. but Blueberry. Blueberry. Pecan. Rhubarb if you're a Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, y'all, is ice cream. That's number three on the list. I, I mean, I guess takes you back to your kid days or whatever i'm not really a sweet here but the next one that don't surprise me number four is steak yeah of I, course i'm gonna be down with a steak yeah yeah number five pizza yeah uh, who doesn't like pizza right that's right um they could be the 99 cent tony's frozen pizza that uh my 12 year old still likes to eat or number six boy well, i was gonna say most pizzas nowadays would bust a 40 dollar limit oh yeah you're right one. But how about this one? A lobster. That's number six on the list, and that will be my wife's uh, last meal choice. There's no doubt about it. Wendy loves her some lobster. And how about this one? Because you, (laughs) I guess you never had steak, a hamburger. Yeah. I might be mine. I I, I go with the steak personally. Give me a quarter pound of cheese, please, before you stick me with that needle. (laughs) Spaghetti number eight on the list. Spaghetti. I can Mm. see that. Unless they bust them out of a can of spaghetti. Yeah, Chef Boyardee. (laughs) Don't want none of that. It better be homemade. Uh, Here's here's one that Jim Chaplin would probably choose. Sushi. I could go with some sushi. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Take all you want, but eat all you take. That's right. And number number 10 on that list is crab potatoes or crab cakes, as we call it down here in Louisiana. Uh, is that what it is? Because I was thinking like like potatoes from a crab bowl, but I, I didn't really get that. But so crab cakes, mm, I get it. I mean, you got a lot of people that have crabs, I guess. That's right. <laughs> uh, Can't beat a little crab cake every now and then. Now, uh, we're going to get into some people's uh, that – these are infamous inmates you may or may not have heard of, but their last meals, we knew you'd find this interesting. And the first one on our list is a guy by the name of Bruno Hoffman. And uh, you might be saying, well, who the hell is that? Well, you've heard of the next person I'm going to mention, which is Chaz Lindbergh. Of course, that was Charles Lindbergh's son, the 20-month-old uh, who was basically kidnapped for ransom. Uh, crime of the century. The That's crime of the century. That's right. And um, eventually, Bruno Hauptemann, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name, was convicted of that. He died by electric chair. Electric chair. Old sparking, but his last meal was celery, olives, chicken, 
French fries, buttered peas, cherries, and a slice of chocolate cake. Now, the celery, the olives, the chicken could all be put in a Bloody Mary is what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> French fries, I like French fries, butter peas, and the cherries. Actually, I like all that. I don't really care about the chocolate cake. But he got it, and then they fried him. If the fries, French fries weren't fried enough, they fried his ass, and they fried him in his belly. That's right. And uh, the next person we're going to get to is Victor Man, these names. Fugger. 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 He was and, from the SS or something. Yeah, Fugger. Yeah. Uh, but he died by hanging. Yeah, he did. He, he was convicted for the kidnapping and murdering of a doctor because he wanted drugs. Basically, what he did, y'all, that's been when they had the yellow pages and doctors made house calls, he called all these doctors saying uh, his wife or whoever needed some medicine. And a doctor Bartels ended up. Uh, going there and figure kidnapped and killed him um, and the later found his body in a cornfield with a single gunshot wound to the head and figure was convicted and his last meal was he requested I love this one he requested a single olive with its pit still in it after his hanging the olive pit was found in one of his pockets he had told the guards he wanted an olive tree to grow from his body. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he was crazy, yep. obviously. Yep. He wants an olive tree uh, to grow out his body. Now, in 1977, a gentleman by the name of Gary Gilmore, who got death by firing, firing squad. squad. Now, he was convicted of two murders that were committed during armed robberies. His two victims cooperated with him, but he still shot and killed him and demanded execution for his crimes after the reinstatement of the death penalty by the Supreme Court in 1976. He basically fought for the right to be executed executed after a 10-year moratorium. During that time, he was wanting to die. Probably jail wasn't for him, right? So he's he's ready to go ahead and get the needle or, or ride the lightning or whatever it was he was going to do. But... Ended up, he did get executed. His last meal was a baked potato, a couple cups of coffee, hard-boiled eggs, a hamburger, and three shots of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Got to have the whiskey. Hell yeah. yeah. I wanted to talk about him real quick. So his execution was by firing squad. And this is in 1976. Right. And uh, actually, I think Utah still has an option. You you have like three different options, and one of them is firing squad. But the firing squad is made up of volunteers and then put them behind a wooden wall with holes cut into it from the shoot through. The volunteers then picked loaded shotguns. Gilmore was strapped to the chair that looked like uh, gruesome gruesome dirty. and global was used, and his head was covered by a hood. What they don't tell you in this is they the volunteers, um, some of the shotguns had blank rounds in it. So you, mm. you this, the shotgun still went off, but you never knew who actually killed it. So that volunteers wouldn't feel guilty later on for killing this asshole. That's right. So in 1994, and we're, we're to a female here, y'all, Margie Barfield died by lethal injection. Now, Stuck her up. She was known as the caretaker murderer. She was the only woman in North Carolina to be executed by lethal injection. And she was a convicted serial killer who was convicted of one murder, but eventually confessed to six in total. She killed her own mother, which she had poisoned with arsenic. Now, after autopsies, it was confirmed that she had killed others she had been taken care of, including her second husband. She was North Carolina's black widow 
to Louisiana's Black Widow, Lynette Kirby, and look for some episodes maybe on our Bloody Angola Boss Bitches right. uh, coming up at you in our companion episodes. But her last meal was cheese noodles and Coke. I don't even know what that is. I know what Cokes are. Cheese noodles probably like macaroni and cheese or something. Right. I guess. Um, I'm taking but a guess. Real quick on her, they, they went back and when they exhumed these other people that she confessed to, that they tested them for arsenic and a lot of them had it in there. So she was slowly poisoning her victims and I think it's appropriate that she got the needle and got some poison her brain. Yeah. Now, 1989, someone I know uh a good bit about. I've been researching this guy since I was a kid. Ted Bundy. I met one of his survivors. Died in the electric chair. Yep. Now, he kidnapped, raped, and murdered numerous young women and girls during the 1970s, and they suspect possibly earlier. He typically strangled or bludgeoned his victims and even mutilated them after death. He would prolong the events but return to the corpses at their dump sites or even take them home in order to gain further sexual gratification, somewhat not unsimilar to an episode we did on Sean Vincent Gillis. That's right. He'd go as far as to sleep with the corpses until putrefaction became unbearable. And what's putrefaction? The stink. Stonk. That's right. Uh, He just couldn't take it anymore. Everybody knows pretty much about Bundy, but his last meal, he declined a special meal, but he was given the works. The standard death row meal of a medium rare steak Eggs over easy, hash brown, toast, milk, coffee and juice, butter and jelly. He did not eat a single bite. And when asked why, his response was that he didn't choose it. Talking about the meal. And he was given a chance. To yeah, even though he was order given whatever he wanted and declined. That's right. So an uh, asshole to the end. Probably some of the trustee had a good meal that night. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Not about it. I ain't wasting this food. <laughs> 1994, another uh, God, famous box, yeah. serial killer by the name of John Wayne Gacy, who's also known as the Killer Clown, right. died of lethal injection. He was a serial killer who raped, tortured, and murdered 33 young men and boys. Of course, he buried them in a crawl space. Now, his last meal, 12 deep-fried shrimp. A bucket of KFC original recipe chicken. He didn't want spicy. There's that number one. Only original. And French fries and a pound of strawberries. That sucker put down a meal. He wasn't nervous to go. He wasn't worried about it. No, he's like, I I can eat. I ain't worried about it. All right, y'all. In 1998, Jonathan Nobles from Texas died of, he wasn't, they killed him by lethal injection. He was a convicted of a double murder slash stabbing of two women at the rented home in Austin, Texas, after consuming alcohol and drugs. Ironically, he had been employed by the Central Texas Crime Prevention Association of Round Rock. And y'all, Round Rock is just above Austin. After 12 years, he was executed 
But during that time, he claimed he had converted to Catholicism on death row, eventually becoming a lay preacher. People said he had no remorse and hadn't changed. In his last meal, he requested the Holy Eucharist or communion for his last meal because he had found God. He had asked for seconds, but didn't receive them. Asked for seconds? <laughs> I want I two crackers. <laughs> two wafers, please. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, so in 2001, another another very God, famous, infamous inmate, Timothy McVeigh. I remember when it happened. The, I do, too. Oklahoma City bombing died of lethal injection. Now, he was convicted of domestic terrorism and, of course, the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing where he killed 168 people. 680 others were injured, and it destroyed half of the Alfred Murrah Federal Building. In, in 19 of those, of those, y'all, in case you don't remember this, I will actually watch this live on TV when they were recover, doing recoveries. In that federal building, they had a daycare where you could bring your children if you worked in the building. So 19 of his 168 victims were kids. In his last meal, he had two pints of mint chocolate ice cream. That's it. Man, over that cools you off when you went to hell. Yeah, in 2007, Philip Ray Workman died of lethal injection. Now, he was convicted for a 1982 murder of a police officer following a robbery at a Wendy's restaurant in Memphis, Tennessee, and was sentenced to death by lethal injection in 2012. For his last meal, Workman didn't have a last meal request for himself. Instead, he asked for a large vegetarian pizza to be given to a homeless person. They denied that request, and Workman said, well, if you ain't going to do that, then I don't want anything. I'm going on a hunger strike. He's going to show them. Yeah, he's going to show them. I ain't going to eat nothing. That led to his outside followers to give away vegetarian pizzas to homeless like all over the place in Memphis, Tennessee. That's crazy. I'm um, (laughs) I'm going on a hunger strike, bitches, before you (laughs) – Kill me yeah. by lethal injection. I don't think right. they cared. <laughs> right. So in 2009, John Allen Muhammad from Baton Rouge, a.k.a. the yep. D.C. sniper, died by lethal. He didn't die. They killed him by lethal injection, a state-sanctioned killing. Muhammad, a 17-year-old accomplice, um, we all know that, his stepson, uh, uh, accomplice, gunned down 13 people in Washington, D.C., and responsible for another seven murders across the United States. His last meal was chicken and red sauce. I don't mm. think I've ever had that combination, John. I don't either. Chicken and red sauce? I don't either. I don't get interesting, John Allen. In 2011, Lawrence Russell Brewer from Texas, who was a white supremacist, was one of three suspects convicted in the Jasper dragging death of a 49-year-old handicapped man by the name of James Bird. Until he was decapitated. They actually drug him until he was decapitated. Until it ripped his It's disgusting. Brewer is one of three men charged in one of the most gruesome racial crimes of the post-civil rights era. In the early morning in 1998, him and some some folks basically uh, uh, picked up a black guy and drug him on a chain around his ankles for three miles until his head was torn off. By the jagged edge of the roadside Ooh, concrete right. culvert, his body, like they were going through a turn or something, his body went off and uh, the the culvert. I watched the special on this. The culvert literally chopped his head off. 
So here is here is uh, the reason that Texas no longer allows special death row meals to be requested. His last meal, two chicken fried steaks with gravy and onions, one triple patty bacon cheeseburger, an omelet with cheese, ground beef, tomatoes and onions, bell peppers and jalapenos, fried okra with ketchup and a pound of barbecue meat with a half loaf of white bread, three fajitas with all the fixings, a meat lover's pizza, a pint of bluebell ice cream, and peanut butter fudge with crushed peanuts and three root beers. <laughs> I kid y'all not. And y'all, uh, so Texas said, screw that. We're changing this, the law. Yeah, right. And I think that he's the one that ordered that big extravagant meal and it was like, fuck it, I'm not eating the jokes on you. That's right. So get this. He ordered all of it and said, I ain't eating none of it. That's it. That was the whole thing. Yeah, he just was like trying to spend some of that Texas tax. That's tax right. Hair money. Um, man, crazy. All right. In 2019, John Bill King was executed by lethal injection. It was John who started this gruesome chain of events. He offered Mr. Bird a ride home, knowing he was a handicapped man since he had known him all of his life. Little did he know that it would be the last ride he ever took. King had just gotten out of prison where he said he had been repeatedly gang raped by black inmates, and that was his motive. He was convicted in the death of Bird by beating him with a bat and dragging him behind the pickup truck. King met Brewer anywhere else but a maximum security prison where he He was there for stealing. His last words were cryptic and more hurtful to BR. Whitmer called the post-execution letter insensitive and perhaps even harmful to the family of Bird. This man, talking about King, was treated a lot better during his 20 years in prison than Mr. Bird was, Whitmer said. Lawrence Brewer was executed in 2011 for his part in the killing and the third Man, Sean Allen Berry, longtime friend of King, was sentenced to life in prison. So, yeah, y'all were all talking about Jasper, Texas, and uh, the horrible case when they drug Mr. Bird to his death. In 2012, Gary the Butcher died of legal lethal injection. So he got convicted of rape and murder and decapitation of his victims. His last meal, he, he became quite a gluttonous. Uh, he requested a pizza. Super Supreme Deep Dish, double portion with mushroom, onions, jalapenos, and pepperoni. Uh, Another pizza with three different cheeses in it. Uh, Ten eight-ounce packs of Parmesan cheese. Ten eight-ounce packs of ranch dressing. A family-sized bag of Doritos. I mean, this dude went crazy. Got a super-size order of McDonald's fries. Eight-ounce jalapeno cheese. Yeah, he went ounces of sliced jalapenos, two large strawberry shakes, two 20 ounce cherry cokes, one supersized McDonald's fries. Yeah, he went, he went, I do like my McDonald's fries with extra ketchup and mayonnaise and two pints of strawberry ice cream. His calories for that feast were 28,974. He ate one half of the ranch dressing and one half Parmesan cheese. There you go. All right. Well, 2018, Edward Edmund Zagurski died by electric chair. Zagurski requested the electric chair over death row. 
He was convicted for the murders of two men during a drug deal. In 1983, he lured men into a wooded area under the pretense of selling them 100 pounds of weed before shooting them and slitting their throats. Now, uh, this guy had a really refined, um, what do you call that? A taste bud or a really refined palate. Yeah, he really did. His last meal was a pickled, a jar of pickled pig feet and a pickled pigtail. <laughs> Thomas Grasso in 1995 was executed by lethal injection in Oklahoma. Now, his last meal was two dozen steamed mussels, two dozen steamed clams, a double cheeseburger from Burger King, a half dozen barbecue spare ribs, two strawberry milkshakes, a half a pumpkin pie with whipped cream with diced strawberries, and a 16-ounce can of spaghetti and meatballs served at room temperature. So don't heat it up for him. Don't burn his mouth now. That's spaghetti and meatballs in a can. Nothing says last meal like spaghetti and meatballs in a can. They probably went to the Dollar General store and got the no-name brand. Yeah, now he strangled an elderly woman using her own Christmas lights, stole $8 from her purse, $4 from around the house, and sold her television for $125. He then... Uh, murdered an elderly man and stole his social security check. Mm. Well, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I wouldn't have given him all right, that food. He sounds like a I bitch definitely would, I definitely wouldn't give him a chef or the uh, uh, hell or jail, whatever. Yeah. So Dennis Bagwell's last meal was steak, fried chicken, barbecue ribs, fries, onion rings, bacon, a dozen scrambled eggs with onions, fried taters, that's their spelling, y'all, not mine, fried taters with onions, sliced tomatoes, a salad with ranch dressing, two hamburgers with everything, peach pie, milk and coffee, and iced tea with real sugar. Now, Bagwell had invaded the home in Texas of Ronald Boone, who returned home to find the bodies of his wife, Leona, his daughter, Libby, and his granddaughters, Reba and Tassie. According to reports, McBee and Tassie had been beaten and strangled, necks broken, and Tassie was raped. Libby was shot in the head, and Reba's skull was crushed with a hammer and a metal exercise bar. Bagwell was linked to the crime by a bloody shoe print found underneath Tassie Boone's body, Bagwell denied any involvement in the crime. His lawyers implicated Tassie's mother as the killer, but she established that she was in California at the time of the crime. He was linked to another murder two weeks prior. He threatened law enforcement, and he was arrested, claiming innocence, then tried to buy drugs. He was addicted to cocaine. Hmm. Imagine that. Oh, well, Dennis. In 1999, Alan Lee Davis was executed in a botched execution by elect. Drocution. <laughs> Crime of pedophilia, rape, and robbery. He was convicted for the murder of Nancy Weiler, who was three months pregnant in Jacksonville, Florida. She was beaten beyond recognition with a three fifty seven Magnum and hit more than 25 times about the face and head. He was additionally convicted of killing her two daughters, who were uh, nine years old, and shot in the face, and Catherine, who was five years old, who was shot as she tried to run away. So he's a piece of shit, basically. He was executed by electrocution. His execution was considered botched, with witnesses reporting that Davis was still alive after the powered old Sparky was switched off. 
Blood had also leaked from his nose during the execution, although prison officials claim this was caused by a nosebleed. Controversy regarding the nosebleed, he was on blood thinners for his health. Because of the controversy, Davis remains the last person executed by electric chair in Florida. So basically, there was a bunch of uh, people up in arms around that. And so they made him the last inmate until they worked that out. So they swapped over to uh, lethal injection in Florida. It's carried out all of them by lethal injection. Although inmates can still choose to be executed by electric chair, karma is a bitch. It is a bitch. And Davis had prior convictions for armed robbery. He was just a piece of shit. Now, for his last meal, Davis requested and received a dinner consisting of a one lobster tail, fried potatoes, a half a pound of fried shrimp, six ounces of fried clams, a half a loaf of garlic bread, and 32 ounces of A&W root beer. <laughs> Crazy, bro. Yeah. So, first of all, we want to thank uh, someone who helped us research this, and that is uh, Leah Marie. The Leah Marie. Thank you very Love much. You, Leah. You're awesome. You are awesome. The, uh, we appreciate you. Super, super cool. Very interesting. And we're going to do more on these in the future. Um, I think this being presented the way Leah helped us do it uh, is fascinating you get to hear the crimes y'all we're making jokes about the meals and of course our hearts go out to the victims of these crimes and we're not making light of that i just i found these last meals fascinating yeah i do too and and uh so we hope y'all enjoyed that just a little little bit you know constantly giving you different stuff around here and this is just a little bit different that we hope y'all enjoyed now we got a live event and two, you're getting this on Thursday, so it's two, tomorrow. Two live events. Two live events. Yeah, a live Friday, weekend. Friday and Saturday night. Friday and Sold Saturday night. Sold out. Sold out. Sold it your way. I cannot tell you the amount of people who have messaged me wanting tickets, and right. I, I posted it uh, a million times on Facebook that it was about to sell out. Yeah. And So thank all of y'all who, who purchased tickets, and all of y'all who were interested. I'm sorry that – uh, there was none left, but I, I do appreciate everybody who's coming out to the Southeastern Livingston Center uh, to see Bloody Angola Live brought to you by Sporting Center. Yeah, it's going to be a heck of a story, and we'll do more lives in the future, y'all. Uh, um, this is the inaugural. <laughs> yeah, the inaugural, and uh, and we do want to mention that there'll be food and drink on site, so if you're coming – uh, they'll have some, some of the best. I saw the menu yeah. uh, yesterday, wow. and it is absolute fire. Tommy over at uh, Sombrero is going to have a massive food truck out there. We've got a an awesome lady who's going to be throwing drinks left and right at people with a with a uh, food truck complete with beer, wine, uh, mimosas, you name it. So yeah, yeah. it's be a lot of majestic yeah. mimosas. And of course, we're going to have bloody Angola swag oh yeah got three different styles of t-shirts going to be available we've got uh some of the event posters that we're signing and putting up for sale we're even going to have some scripts that we've signed that we're going to original scripts now uh that uh would be some great little collectible items for you right and don't forget 
about the bloody Angola wine. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, y'all. it's good stuff. Twenty five dollars a bottle, and we can sign it for you. And this you ain't want to. no cheap crap, yeah, y'all. Good. This is good Everybody wine. sends me pictures of the empty bottles of wine, and they're saying, mm-hmm. "Now I need to get some more." And, and, uh, and y'all, will you sign it for us? And I'm like, "Hell yeah, we'll sign it for you." That's right. And it was signed it all day long and twice on Sunday. But the bottle, uh, whatever type of wine well i'm gonna tell you you got a fusion red which is what a fusion red is y'all it's a mixture between red and white zinfandel and so you got that so good then you've got a white wine and you also have what i would call a rose right and all some people call it a blush delicious and but it has the bloody angola logo on it and we'd be happy to sign them for you 25 dollars a bottle but you're a patron member don't forget one of the many perks we can give you is you get five dollars off now if it yeah. sounds like we're selling well we, we are, are. <laughs> we <laughs> had to buy this stuff five, from where hey, woody everton's looking at me like we better hey, not have nothing left the five dollars <laughs> off and hell if you, if you drink three two bottles you of wine a month yeah you, you can that's right you, you're you paying for your wine for no twenty dollars nowhere else in the world so no. yeah, uh, just just come on down to uh, Bloody and Go Live. Uh, obviously, you'll be there. You got tickets, and and we're gonna we're gonna meet with you after sign anything you want us to sign. We're gonna have some great swag there. We even got some lighters, y'all, with Bloody and Go oh, yeah, on them because Woody constantly says it's fire it's after fire. everything. So we've got the first inaugural <laughs> it's fire lighters right. that uh, uh that he'll be glad to sign for you if you'd like him yeah, to or yeah. me or both of us or and if you don't get to make it to the event and you're interested in any in swag of the merchandise just hit us up and especially like the wine or even the shirts things that we can order you you, you see people posting the pictures and you, you want it hit us up yeah, and then uh, also Patreons. First of all, thank you thank to you, all our you, Patreon thank you, thank you. teams. Thank you. We have four or five teams now. We've got a tie down team. We've got a chase team. We've got a warden team. We've got a CERT a cert team, and uh, we're offering all kinds of new things on those. Uh, depending on which team you're on, uh, I can tell you there's teams that have transcripts available. These transcripts are fire right. uh it's like reading our episodes out of a book these are full transcripts of course there's a there's an extreme cost to the getting things transcribed properly and i'm talking right. human transcription y'all not the you know you can't you can't tr- transcribe woody's voice uh. into a automatic transmission machine because it never comes out right yeah. so uh so this is humans that are actually retyping this yeah. stuff so uh, you know, you bump up five dollars a tier, you get that information. We're even giving quarterly swag out to our warden tiers. Uh, every quarter you'll get a piece of swag that is is, and it, I ain't just talking talking a bumper sticker or something like that. Some of the stuff's real good stuff. So good stuff, good stuff. And uh, y'all, the the show is not free for us to produce or have our time and uh, right. the research and everything else. So. So yes, absolutely, the Patreon members. Thank you so much for your support. It really goes a long ways. If you can't be a Patreon member, we get it. Uh, if you like the show, please like it and subscribe and leave us a review and share it. Share yeah, it yeah, with yeah share, share, share everyone. And, hey, you, and you know. our growth is phenomenal. I mean, you know, we're on a third season, and we're blessed every day. Absolutely, and we're blessed because of y'all. And we love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. 
And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. Your host of Bloody Angola. Podcast 142 years in the making. The complete story of America's bloodiest prison. Peace. <laughs> Great one. Bloody Angola is an Envision podcast production in partnership with Workhouse Connect. Music produced and composed by Alfie DeRuin in Studio 433 with vocals by Thomas Kane. Created and hosted by Jim Chapman and Woody Overton. I walk a straight line, shackle and chain. Oh, some girl. Penitentiary Just ask the Hill Stream Gang Around